Hello and welcome. This is episode 196 of the VegGrad podcast. Today is 26th of November 2018. And I am coming to you from the ideal home show Christmas event, which obviously Christmas is just around the corner. But I'm here, one, because I was lucky enough to win tickets from the Skinny Gin Gardener. Uh, and I've seen his shows on today. Uh, very, very good. But also, there's a couple of products that I want to have a look at and have a chat with the the manufacturers. And that will be coming up later on in the show as a few ideas for some Christmas presents. But before that, of course, we have the Garden Days calendar and what that recommends to do for the next week. But before that, of course, we have the diary, of which let's get on and see what I've done over this last week. Well, today is Saturday the 24th of November and, well, I'm just sat on my patio at home with the barbecue going and I've cooked up a chickpea and chard curry recipe. Very thankful to Helen who shared it with me. Um, Looking forward to this one, to say the least. Mostly because a lot of the ingredients I've used in this are our own grown the onions the garlic the tomatoes the chilies and the chard of course about the only things that i haven't grown is the ginger the what else was there the ginger the the curry paste and oh the chickpeas of course but yes, that's cooking up and it smells absolutely lovely. Cooking up on the barbecue, of course, um, part of the new system. Although I'm not enjoying, at the moment, these dark nights. I'm finishing work and it's dark, which is not enabling me to do anything during the week, which is probably why this week's weekly report is going to be very low. I've also been on call today. So that meant that I had to go off to Windsor first thing this morning and do a job. It was two o'clock when I got home and I went straight to the allotment. And there I, well, I started clearing out the raspberries that are at the top of the allotment. Just digging those out and um, yeah, it's, it's feeling good to get rid of those. Now, I've said many, many times before, I hate getting rid of plants that are still useful plants that are good so when I was digging them out when I first started I was trying to be careful and making sure I didn't damage a plant so I could still use it and a few of them have gone into pots for various uses as time went on I stopped caring and I just whacked them out just pulled them out as fast and as hard as I could just to get the job done I had lost my uh, interest by then uh, as you can imagine, there was lots and lots of raspberry plants that have came out, and now it's opened up that space. I'm feeling rather pleased myself. It's um, raspberries tend to take over once they're planted. They they grow runners and they take over. I believe my talking of raspberries and uh, uh, while I'm sat in my garden at home, when we moved in, we spoke to the old owners because we noticed we had raspberries growing around. And he said when they first moved into this house, that was would have been 20 years ago now, 
The whole garden was full of raspberries from where they had taken over. And even now, in the lawn area, I'm still finding the odd raspberry sucker that just keeps growing up. And uh, I'll remove that as and when. I think there's a, a little bit of a, a thought here. Be careful with raspberries, they will take over. But that being said, they are fantastic fruits, of course. But back to the allotment. Yes, so I've cleared out the raspberries and this is exposed to current bushes that I had there. Now I knew they were there. I think one was red and one was black and they are pretty substantial plants. I did notice on the red current some of the branches were brittle and broke off easily so they have um, they've been removed and it may be some sort of fungus. We will Keep an eye on it and see what happens in the future. Whether they make it or not is another thing. Now it's, what time is it? It's 20 past five now. So once I've cooked this up, I'm going to go in and have a look through some of my seed boxes. I've got quite a large collection of seeds that normally live in a fridge inside my potting shed. I'm going to go through those and see what are in date and what are out of date and get rid of all the ones out of date. I mean, I've got so many that I'm not worried about keeping them anymore. And that will start giving me ideas of what to plant for this next year, 2019. And I want to try and get some sort of seeding plant, a seeding, seed sowing plan together. So yeah, that's that's... Saturday really. Now tomorrow I'm at the Ideal Home Show. I'm hoping to get a lot of recording going on from there. Um, but yeah, we'll um, see what I can do for the rest of this weekend. Well today is uh, the 26th of November 2018 and well I'm actually recording this bit in the studio. Uh, I've I was out all yesterday at the Ideal Home Show, so I didn't manage to do any gardening, but I did try and get some audio from the show, which uh, you've obviously heard at the very beginning, and you'll be hearing a bit more on later on. But something... Uh, today, I have taken the day off work, because I've got a few tasks I need to complete today. Uh, but as I, I had a few hours spare in the morning, I decided I was going to do a bit of gardening, which is lovely. <laughs> uh, and this is at home. Uh, I First of all, I went into my greenhouse and I've planted out some kale and some swedes. And these were leftover plants that I didn't really have anywhere to pot them. And they're just kind of small and I'm not expecting a huge amount off them if I'm honest I just thought I'll see how they get on in the greenhouse so I've planted those into the bed that was empty there and we'll, we'll see how they get on I've also moved my tray of broad beans into there and again we'll see how they get on uh, they'll soon be planted out actually and i think i'm going to have to plant them out pretty soon because they're growing quite rapidly i gave the greenhouse a good watering uh, i've also in the greenhouse moved the black compost cone that i pulled away from the allotment last week i've put that in there and i filled that up with the compost material that i originally placed into a black box in there uh, this is so it's actually a proper composting 
area as opposed to a black box. But it's also given me an idea that I can compost all year round and not lose a huge amount of space because I'm going to use this cone to grow melons, which do like some heat. So how that gets on, we'll see. We'll see. I'm kind of excited to do this. Melons, I've grown melons before, but not huge ones. And I'm, I like melons. And I think there's something there, there that I would really like to explore. I'd really like to manage to grow watermelons. I've done, I've grown tiny pea-sized watermelons, but yeah, I, I think adding this compost heap inside the greenhouse may actually improve both of those. But that is all going to go on in the future. All these future experiments are going on. So after the greenhouse, I turned my attention to my herb pots. And these are just outside my kitchen window. And first thing I did was give them all a good weeding. Uh, They needed a bit of a a tidy up. I've also trimmed back a few of the dead or dying back branches and stems just to tidy them up ready for the winter months. Now, actually, that's not something I normally would like to do. I kind of like to leave them uh, looking a bit rough, but... At the moment, I'm just feeling the garden is not looking very tidy and I'm just doing whatever I can just to tidy it up, just so I feel a bit better about myself. Now, after the the, the cutting back of the stems, I turned my attention to my mint, which I spoke about last week. And again, I spoke about that last week, so I won't go too much into it, but I just dug out trailsfuls of compost, which should contain some mint roots. Breaking through the roots, of course, which is quite tough. Uh, that will, I've then potted that all on into their own pots. And the holes where I have dug stuff out, I've filled with compost. So that should rejuvenate the mint for the next, well, for next year, as well as provide me with mint over the winter. And I've got a few extra mint plants to hand out to friends and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good result. The weekly harvest report came out this morning. I'm uh, <laughs> a little late behind with that because of the Ideal Home Show. Uh, a fair amount was actually harvested. Uh, well, I say a fair amount. There was we were 14 chicken eggs, which we get every week. Um, they were worth about £3.50 each week. We had 500 grams of chard. Now, chard is a, like a salad leaf, so... When I'd done the value on that, I was quite surprised how much it was worth. I'm not complaining at all because it was worth £4. Uh, And that was 500 grams. So I wanted to chard because I was cooking a curry up uh, over the weekend for my wife and I. And yeah, it it was really nice. Um, But that was worth £4. We then had some potatoes. They're not worth very much, interestingly, despite them being a, a a product that we all think of. But for the most part, the chard has been the best value, which is quite surprising. And then, of course, we had the leaves, the salad leaves that we harvest as and when required, followed by herbs as and when required, which they will steep, still keep going. This week's value only came to £9, but... I can't complain about that. That's still £9 that we're not spending in the shop. 
overall, I'm happy. But I, I said before, next year, I'm going to really concentrate on getting higher value crops at this time of year and try and make our garden work for us all year round. Well, this wraps up the diary section for this week. Let's have a look at the Garden Days calendar. This week on the Garden Days calendar, it reads, Tubs and containers can still be planted in a frost-free weather. Choose plants and shrubs for winter colour, such as Schimia japonica, rubella, with glossy leaves and deep red flower buds in winter that open to dense clusters of small white flowers in spring. Winter pansies and cyclamen are easily grown and widely available. You're very much that this week is spring flowering bulbs. Uh, I've, dare I say it, I'm actually going to be planting a few. Um, I don't really go in for it, but I just add a bit of colour to the garden. More to keep the wife happy, I guess. Um, she, I think she'll appreciate some cut flowers or something. She does like that sort of thing. So uh, if I keep her happy, all the better for me. However, the only bulbs that probably relates to vegetable gardening is onions. And there's still time to do onions and even garlic for that matter. I've got a few onions that I need to get in soon. Just my final few and some shallots as well. So hopefully this weekend I will get them in, although I've got a busy weekend planned again. Now at the Ideal Home Show, there was a couple of products that I wanted to have a look at. I always believe in looking at products before buying, uh, especially when you're making a large purchase or investing a lot of money. And that's the great thing that comes out of these shows is you can see how they work, what they're made of. You can play around with them, but you also get the, the the people selling the products who are using the products. They can talk you through all the various things and you learn a lot more about it that way. Now, the first product I was looking at was the out, an out, let me get my words out there, was from a company called Outdoor Gang. Now, I had links to their website and various things in the show notes, of course, but this was basically an ice bucket. It has two different height of legs, one short, one high. Now, the short one makes it a bit more portable, but the higher option brings it up to about waist height, which is a nice height. It's basically a bowl insulated bowl made of the same materials that water boys are made of so pretty hard wearing they say they can sit outside all year round with no problems and the two stall holders there said that they've left theirs out all year round with no problems so now for me was very interesting and the idea is of course you fill it up with ice and you can chuck your drinks in when you're having a entertaining guests which to me sounds absolutely awesome. But it has a double function. First of all, in the bottom of this bowl is a plug. So it can also be used for washing, such as, uh, well, washing up bowl, if you're camping or on deck at at the patio area, or washing vegetables before cooking, which is what I'm probably going to use it more for. Uh, This unit also has a couple of lids, 
one was metal with a hole in the centre to make it easy, and that, that would obviously act as more of an insulating to make the ice last longer. But also has a bamboo chopping board lid, so that will work if, for me, and this is going to feature a lot in my videos, I'll be cutting up food and vegetables on this chopping board before throwing it on the barbecue which to me just sounds awesome. Now, I, I got this, we bought this product from the show, but it is going into places like Homebase in the future, so I'm expecting the price to shoot up, which is why we bought it when we did. Hopefully in the future, we'll get these this company on the show uh, to talk about it a bit more. Now, the second product, I did actually manage to chat to the stool holder, but this was a veggie pod, and I've had a lovely chat with these two. It's uh, an Australian raised bed system. Uh, it's got a, well, it's quite a large system, but it's modular. You can start with a small one, then you can grow, add a larger one uh, and build it up. In fact, they're even being used in some places for commercial use, commercial strawberries. And if you buy the stand as well, it raises it up quite a bit, which is also really, really cool. And I'm really, really, really impressed with these bit of kit i've seen them before in uh well online and things and I, I wanted to have a look at them because i think my herb area will be really improved with these so we had a look and i had a chat to the people the people on the stool i'll play that audio in just a second but yeah i'm really impressed with this bit of kit and I'll, again i'll add links to it into this show notes okay so let's bring on the audio and we'll have a discussion with the stall oh, well i've just walked along to a stall called a veggie pod and i'm having a chat with the uh gentleman running this stall about these well what would you describe them as a self-contained easy to use vegetable garden that is portable and I, I have to say, I'm really impressed with these, looking at them. They're made of a what, what type of plastic? Uh, polypropylene. The uh, reason we use that is so your organic growing, it won't degrade. We've UV stabilised it, so it will last longevity, uh, and it's a sustainable product that way. And they're modular, which is something I really like, because in my eyes, you're forking out a reasonable amount of money, not that they're not worth it, but you start small and you build up as you get more and more into it, which is something I really like. How easy are they to keep adding on to make them more and more bigger? Okay, so in terms of modular, you can keep going till your heart's content. The biggest person, the biggest sale we made was 10 large ones, which is over 20 meters long. So they now connect them with an irrigation system that runs through the back. And he's got a commercial um, farming of um, organic strawberries. Wow. Wow, organic strawberries from, oh, in a farm, fantastic. <laughs> so let's, let's start with a small one. Yep. What's the dimensions and all the details you were reading out to me earlier about this one? Okay, so every bed is one metre in length and this one's 50 metres wide. We then have our medium, which is one metre by one metre, so two pods together. Our large one is two metres wide by one metre long. In terms of depth, very important, we have 30 centimetres of growing depth all the way across the one metre. So you're growing everything from uh, a carrot to your sand lettuce and your herbs. How much compost does the small one take to fill? 110 litres. 110 litres. So that's a couple of big bags. Yes. yes. So that's not a huge amount. No, it's not. But the beauty is once you've, once you've added your compost, because of the containment, you're going to retain all those nutrients. Whereas in a normal garden, 
every time it rains it washes away some of those nutrients. So the beauty about this is you're going to wash them to the bottom of our reservoir and then there's a wicking bed that brings them back up. And they've got a water reservoir underneath, is that correct? Yes, so the water reservoir goes across the whole um, length of the pod and it holds 16 litres of water. 16 litres would last quite a while, even in the hottest of summers. Absolutely, a good couple of weeks, minimum. Have you used these in your own home and how have you found them using them? I'm going to be honest, uh, before I found the veggie pod, I was a brown farmer, as they called it. Couldn't grow anything, killed everything, didn't know have a, have a, have a chance in health. Basically, I just added my compost, added some plants, started giving it some water, and I, it's got a canopy, closed the canopy, and I just left it. And the sun and nature does the rest. Awesome. I mean, the canopy as well, because you were showing us this, well, you've got a variety of different canopies. The one on this one that I'm looking at at the moment is a uh, mesh. That's obviously to stop bugs and things. We also have a greenhouse version as well. Yes, yeah, so we have both. So the mesh one is the all year round one. It will prevent frost, um, but as you said, it will prevent uh, best, a pest coming in, anything from a caterpillar to a bird. Yep. and everything in between but it's a permeable mesh so it's going to allow your sunlight your air through and obviously water but it also acts as um, a climatic uh, barrier as well so heavy rains are not going to damage your plants heavy winds are not going to damage your plants um, but and it's also got an element of shade so it will prevent 17 percent of the harmful rays coming through so it allows 83 percent of uv to come into your bed so it creates a microclimate in there just to aid and support healthier growth Great stuff. And also, I mean, I'm just noticing the height of this small one, which is on wheels and it's on a stand, and that is a perfect height to work at. Yeah, so the one on wheels is one metre high, so the bed is one metre high. When you come to a stand, it's 80 centimetres high. So both are perfect for any able-bodied person to someone that's a bit older and has got some troubles with their back. So it's easier gardening. I'm also thinking somebody in a wheelchair would probably find this quite easy as well. Have you had any experience with that? Yeah, so we literally sold one yesterday. Some lady with a wheelchair. Um, the beauty she liked about it was that she could move it around and that she could travel around the outside and that she could reach in and, and, and literally tend to every part of the bed. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time and sharing this with us. Um, if anybody wants to find out more, where can they find you on? please visit us at www.veggiepod.co.uk. Lovely. Thank you very much. Well, there we go. That is the VeggiePod. A really, really impressive product. Really, really looks really good. This is how much I, I like it. I will be buying one in the future. Uh, I really do see the value in it. I've had to think overnight and I'm really, really impressed with it. And I think they will go really well in my garden. I see a great many of uses for them, not just uh, their height um, being an advantage so there's no leaning over, but also the pest and all the additions that can go onto it. There's a, a greenhouse that can go over it or a wire meshing, which is just so easy to get over and work on. So I highly, highly recommend it. And um. Yeah, I will get one in the future. Now we'll come back and chat to you all about it as we go on through. But if you want to have a look, I've added the links into the blog post. And I'm going to wrap up for now. Um, 
this week. Anyway, uh, first of all, the winner of this week's competition goes to Bethan uh, from Ginger Welsh Allotments on YouTube. Check her out. Uh, really good um, YouTuber. Uh, very. I've had her on the show before, of course, but uh, have a lot of time for Bethan. Um, really, really, really lovely lady. But yeah, I'm sending some seeds to you. Uh, but yeah, for now, please take care, everyone. And I'll see you all, oh, 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 no, before I do that, I've just realised, I've, I've done some maths, and, well, this is episode 196, episode 200 will be out on Christmas Eve, so I'm trying to think on what I can do for that, so any ideas, please, 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 please come back with a few ideas. Anyway, I would now wrap up, <laughs> um, please take care, and I'll see you all again next time.